everybody! It's G again. Today we're going to be reading the story of Peter Pan. This is Walt Disney's version of Peter Pan. And we're going to read about half the book today and we'll read the rest a little bit later. But it's a very long story, so why don't we all get started? Everybody get comfortable and let's start reading Walt Disney's Peter Pan. The Darling family lived in London in a big house with a backyard. Six of them lived in the house. Mr. Darling, Mrs. Darling, and their children, Wendy, Michael, and John. Then there was Nana, the children's nursemaid. Nana also happened to be a dog. But she took wonderful care of the children. She served them breakfast, gave them their medicine, tucked them into bed at night. She also looked after them when their parents went out for the evening. One such night, Mr. and Mrs. Darling were planning to go to the theater. That same night, Peter Pan decided to visit the house, but it wasn't his first visit either. But before Mr. and Mrs. Darling could go out, they had to get dressed. Mr. Darling was upset because he could not get his tie just right. Although he was quite a clever man, Mr. Darling sometimes had trouble with simple tasks, such as getting dressed. This night, he was even more upset because his children had drawn a picture of a treasure map on his shirt front. Hmm, luckily, Mrs. Darling was able to get the chalk marks out. Still, Mr. Darling shouted at his children, and he even shouted at poor Nana, who hadn't done anything wrong. Not even Mrs. Darling could calm him down. Meanwhile, Michael and John were playing with cardboard swords, pretending they were Peter Pan and Captain Hook. I thought you could escape, Peter Pan, but now I've got you, said John. As they jumped across the bed, Mr. Darling called the story of Peter Pan poppycock and fiddle-faddle. <laughs> but the Darling children believed that he was real. You're getting too old for this nonsense, Mr. Darling told Wendy. This will be your last night in the nursery. Tomorrow, you move to your own room. Wendy was not happy to hear this, and the whole family was unhappy when Mr. Darling decided to tie Nana outside for the night. After Nana was tied outside and the Darling children were tucked in bed and kissed goodnight, Mr. and Mrs. Darling left for the theater. Immediately after they left, Peter Pan slipped into the window of the nursery. It seemed he had been visiting the nursery a few nights earlier. He liked to sit in the shadows and listen to wonderful stories Wendy told her brothers. However, on his last visit, Peter had gotten separated from his shadow and Nana wouldn't give it back to him. Wendy was thrilled when she woke up and saw Peter Pan leaping across the room, chasing after his shadow. But she wasn't thrilled when she felt a tug at her hair. Ouch! Who's doing that? squealed Wendy. It was Tinkerbell, 
the little pixie who followed Peter wherever he went. Stop that, Tink, he ordered her. When Peter finally caught his shadow, Wendy offered to sew it back on for him. He told her how much he liked listening to her stories. Yes, but I have to grow up tomorrow, she told him. Tonight's my last night in the nursery. Come with me to Neverland, said Peter. You'll never grow up there. Wendy thought Neverland sounded like a lot of fun, and she woke up Michael and John. The boys couldn't wait to go to Neverland. But how will we get there? Wendy asked. All you got to do is fly, Peter told her. The darling children were astonished. But how do we do it, said Wendy. Peter scratched his head and thought, all you have to do is think wonderful thoughts. And you need a little pixie dust too. He sprinkled pixie dust from Tinkerbell on them and soon the darling children were flying around the nursery. Come on, let's go, said Peter. They flew all night long to the Neverland, an island complete with a pirate cove, an Indian village, and a lagoon where mermaids lived. They could see Captain Hook's big ship anchored in the bay. Captain Hook had two enemies, Peter Pan and one hungry crocodile. One day while fighting with Peter, the captain had his hand cut off. The greedy crocodile had grabbed the hand and swallowed it. He liked the taste so much, he had followed Captain Hook ever since, hoping to get another tasty bite. Later, Captain Hook had fed the crocodile a clock. Hmm, then at least he could hear the crocodile sneaking up on him. That's mighty clever. Wow, all right. Pete, uh, Captain Hook had a very sharp eyes. As soon as he saw Peter Pan flying over the ship, he shouted, prepare for action. I'll get him this time waited years for this. Peter, Wendy, and the boys were resting on a big cloud when boom! There was a big explosion and the cloud was split in two by a cannonball shot from the ship. Tink, take Wendy and the boys to the island, said Peter Pan. I have a few words for my old friend, Captain Hook. Tinkerbell agreed, but she had her own plan. She flew so fast, Wendy and the boys couldn't keep up with her. They could barely see her flying ahead of them. Wait for us, Tinkerbell, shouted Wendy. Even though the darling children flew faster than was safe for them, they couldn't even see the tiny flash of light from the pixie. Tinkerbell had made up her mind that she didn't like Wendy because the girl was taking Peter Pan's attention away from her. All she cared about was getting rid of Wendy. She dived down into a clump of trees on the island and headed straight for a hollow tree. She knew exactly where she was going. 
and what she would do. Tinkerbell flew into an opening in the tree where the lost boys lived. Peter was their leader, and they were waiting for him to return from his trip to London. Hi, Tink! Where's Peter? asked one of the boys. Tink told the lost boys that there was a horrible bird flying toward them. It was called a windy bird. She also said that Peter had given them orders to smash it, kick it, and shoot it. The boys went right into action, gathering up their slingshots and hurrying outside to capture the Wendy Bird for their leader. When they saw Wendy and her brothers flying overhead, the Lost Boys aimed their slingshots and started shooting rocks at them. Wendy got hit by a big stone and was falling rapidly when Peter appeared just in time to catch her. Peter, you saved my life, exclaimed Wendy, throwing her arms around Peter's neck. Tinkerbell was so jealous she could hardly stand it. Is this how you welcome my friends, said Peter to the boys. I was bringing you a mother to tell you stories. The boys were ashamed of themselves. One of them spoke up, but Tink said you wanted us to shoot the Wendy bird down. Peter turned to Tink. Is that true? Did you really lie to the boys? Tink didn't answer, but her face gave her away. Then you are banished here from here forever. Even Wendy felt sorry for Tinkerbell. Oh, Peter, not forever, she said. Well, for a week then, he agreed. Peter? introduced the darling children to the lost boys who were very glad to have Wendy for a mother. Then, in order to help her forget about what happened, Peter offered to take her on a visit to Mermaid's Lagoon. Ooh, Wendy was thrilled, for she had never met a mermaid before. Meanwhile, John led the lost boys and Michael in a game of follow the leader under waterfalls and over bridges and across streams. Life in Neverland seemed to be one of a long, delightful game. But as the boys followed the leader, they didn't know that they were being followed as well by Indians. The Indians didn't make a sound. But John noticed something in the sand. Look! A footprint, he said. A very big footprint, added one of the lost boys. They didn't see an arrow that whistled behind them and landed in the tree. And they didn't notice the eyes peering at them behind the bushes. But they did notice when the Indians jumped out and grabbed them. The Braves carried the children back to their camp. Michael and John were very frightened when the Indians began to play tom-toms and sing war chants. The Lost Boys explained a game they played with the Indians. When the boys captured the Indians, they let them go. When the Indians captured the boys, they let them go. Not this time, said the chief. Where did you hide, Tiger? Lily, our princess. 
The boys hadn't even seen the Indian princess, but the chief wouldn't listen. If Princess Tiger Lily is not back by sunset, you will burn at the stake. Wow. Meanwhile, Peter Pan and Wendy had reached the mermaid's lagoon. Oh, Peter, just imagine, real live mermaids, exclaimed Wendy. Some of the beautiful creatures were swimming in the crystal clear waters. Others sat on rocks, sunning themselves or combing their long hair. Peter introduced Wendy to the mermaids, but the mermaids were not glad to see Wendy. Like Tinkerbell, they were jealous of the girl. One of the mermaids laughed at Wendy. <laughs> Look, she's wearing her nightgown, she giggled. Come on, leave her alone, Peter told them. What is it, Peter? asked Wendy. There was a strange noise. Pirates, Peter whispered, as they rushed to hide behind a cliff. Captain Hook's first mate, Mr. Schmee, was rowing a small boat. It's Hook. He's captured Princess Tiger Lily. We've got to save her, Peter decided. Where are they going? asked Wendy. It looks like they're taking her to Skull Rock, Peter explained. There's no time to waste. What's going to happen now? Sneaking off behind him. All right. Hiding inside the cove, Peter and Wendy saw the pirate boat pass by. There were these three figures in the boat. Hook, Mr. Schmee, and Tiger Lily. Her wrists and ankles were tied. Peter and Wendy listened carefully to what the pirate said. Apparently, Hook had brought the Indian princess to the rock to die when the tide rose. Oh, he's a mean, mean guy. I don't like him very much. Captain Hook gave Tiger Lily a choice. Tell me the hiding place of Peter Pan and I shall set you free. Tiger Lily listened, but she didn't say a word. So Hook continued. If you won't tell us, we will have no choice but to leave you here. And you know what will happen then. The water will slowly rise to your knees, to your arms, to your chest, and finally to your head. And then it will be too late for you, Tiger Lily. Still, the Indian princess did not say a word. Wendy was impressed that Tiger Lily was so brave, even in the face of death. Watch this, Wendy. Peter jumped in the air and landed on Hook's boat. When the pirate saw him, he was overcome with rage and pulled out his sword. But Peter was fast. He jumped on the blade and bounced up and down as if it were spring. The fight that followed was fierce and neither Peter nor Hook would give in. Blast you, Peter Pan. I got you now, snarled the pirate. As Hook thrust his sword at the boy, Peter leaped from rock to rock. You haven't caught me yet, <laughs> laughed Peter. Hook began fighting even harder. Just when he was about to win the sword fight, 
Mr. Schmee called out. Uh, I say, Captain, do you hear something? Sure enough, the tick-tock of the crocodile's clock was moving toward Captain Hook. Schmee, help! shouted the pirate as he lost his balance and found himself hanging by his hook just above the crocodile's open jaws. Oh my goodness. I'm coming, Captain, I'm coming, hold on. Shmee was rowing as hard as he could as Hook slipped down into the jaws of the crocodile. Oh gosh, with all his might, he fought the crocodile, but he knew he couldn't fight much longer. Now, Shmee, now, the terrified pirate. Crocodile's jaws were about to snap shut. While Hook was fighting for his life, Peter swam to Tiger Lily and saved her just in time. All he could see was the little feather pointing out of the water. You must have been scared to death, Peter said. Tiger Lily thanked Peter for saving his life. Just as he lifted her out of the water, they saw Shmee rolling Captain Hook back to the ship as fast as possible. The crocodile was swimming right behind them. Wendy joined Peter and Tiger Lily, and they all flew back to the Indian village. That was so much fun, guys. That is part one of our story. Now we'll be reading part two, and make sure you catch up on what happens to the Lost Boys. Remember, they're all tied up with the Indians, and hopefully Peter is able to save everybody. So much fun. I'm glad we read this today. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. But for now, until we read again, bye bye.